1976, a group of explorers descended into a cave in Ecuador. They were searching for treasure. And the rumors of this place were fantastical. They included thousands of miles of tunnels, piles of gold, otherworldly sculptures, and a metal library filled with the secrets of lost civilizations. According to the rumors, the source of all of these wonders was extraterrestrials. More than 100 people signed up for the hunt, including government officials, scientists, professional cavers, and none other than Neil Armstrong. To have somebody like Neil Armstrong, who uh, stepped the first uh, man on the moon, uh, to come to uh, Tyus Cave, oh, this is, this is uh, the uh, uh, sherry above of the cake. This is uh, unbelievable, but true. So, spoiler, Neil Armstrong and the band of explorers, they never did find that extraterrestrial treasure trove. But that cave in Ecuador did hold something just as rare. And I'm not exaggerating here. It was like uh, a T-Rex is attacking you. I'm Dylan Thuris, and this is Atlas Obscura a celebration of the world's strange, incredible, and wondrous places. Today, we visit the Cueva de los Tayos, and we meet the strange creatures that call it home. That's after this. If you're looking for a place where the wide open skies and the towering mountains inspire you to find an untapped part of yourself, you might want to take a trip to Wyoming. It's a place where bold, curious spirits forge their own way on all types of adventures. There is no shortage of iconic, expansive landscapes out there. You can discover breathtaking hikes, stunning state parks, authentic Western culture, and other historic sites, along with the tales of famous outlaws like Butch Cassidy and pioneers like Buffalo Bill Cody. The truth lies West. Discover yours at TravelWyoming.com. You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new and it's streaming now on Hulu. The Cueva de los Taos, or the Cave of the Taos, it's been around for a long time, around 25,000 years. So well before the first conquistadors ever arrived in South America, long before the woolly mammoths went extinct. And the cave is deep within the Andes. To enter, you rappel down a narrow shaft and descend 200 feet into this cathedral-like chamber. Inside, it's otherworldly. The cave's at least three miles long, and there's something peculiar 
about some of the walls. They're bizarrely flat. They look like the walls in your house, not sort of jagged, pitted cave walls like you might expect, but like they've been sliced with a knife or smoothed with plaster. But before the alien myths and centuries before Neil Armstrong took one small step into the cave, the Shuar were here. The Shuar are an indigenous people, and for them, the cave is a spiritual spot. The Shuar have lived the past couple of centuries nearby, more or less undisturbed. That is, until explorers showed up. An expedition came through in the 1960s, and these treasure myths began to swirl about. Like those flat walls, according to the rumors, they were just too odd to be the work of nature or of humans. They had to be the work of aliens. And these stories could have easily died out, were it not for Erich von Däniken. He's a Swiss author that kind of pioneered this idea of ancient aliens in popular culture. And he turned this particular myth into a book. This book, Gold of the Gods, turned out to be really, really popular. And the story about a cave of alien treasures with a library of metallic tablets, it just captured the imagination of people all across the world. Enter Stanley Hall. Stanley was just a regular dude. He was a Scottish civil engineer with no real interest in exploring. But when he read The Gold of the Gods, he decided he needed to get to this cave. But how? Well, this was the mid-1970s, right after the moon landing, and Stanley figured if he could somehow miraculously get Neil Armstrong on board, then maybe, just maybe, he could get the trip funded. So he took a shot in the dark and wrote to the astronaut. And Neil Armstrong wrote back. And with Neil's name attached, the trip was suddenly a go. In nearly every article you read about this story, they report that Neil said the cave expedition was, quote, right up there with the moon landing. Of course, when they actually went, they didn't find any alien treasure. But Stanley Hall stayed obsessed with Cueva de los Tayos. He wanted to understand why the cave was the way it was. So years later, he persuaded another guy to visit the cave. I'm the party, uh, uh, I, I don't know how you call this, a party blooper, party pooper. Teo Tukaridis is a geologist, and he wants you to know he does not buy into these myths. And I say, you know, I'm a scientist and this, all this bullshit. And uh, no, I don't say it this way, but uh, by the end, it's the same uh, expression. Um, uh, saying simply that uh, this is, um, uh, geologically speaking, a uh, natural product. Nothing to do with uh, a belief of, of people and, and, and ghosts and things like this. According to Teo, those sheer walls inside the cave that look like they were sliced with a knife there is a clear geological explanation. That's just what happens sometimes when sandstone gets weathered by water. I was born and I grew up in Germany. And his, uh, his books were famous, famous. Everybody was reading them, including me. I have to be ashamed to say this, but including me. 
But you know, it's a story. I mean, he invented many things, and uh, and uh, people were believing this. He never visited the cave. He made it up. And the stir created around this cave was enormous. Neil Armstrong wasn't the only explorer to venture into Cueva de los Tayos. A group of Mormons actually showed up, thinking that maybe the metal tablets that were mentioned had something to do with their faith. But, of course, in the end... The only thing they have found, uh, which is uh, um, a bit of, of, away from the normal, is ceramics and stuff like this, which were dated, uh, if I remember right, 800 to 1500 uh, before Christ. Some old ceramics, likely from the local Shuar tribe. No gold, no metal library, no extraterrestrials. But there is something living deep inside that cave. Something so strange, it's nearly an extraterrestrial. You hear it long before you see it. Oh my gosh, that is a scary noise. That is a scary noise. How to describe that? It's, I don't know. It's like someone that is in pain. That's Adriana Maldonado Chaparro, and she is a professor at a university in Bogota, Colombia. And the horrifying sound you just heard was the sound of her research subject. Adriana studies the creatures that live inside that cave, which are birds. Weird, bug-eyed, goofy-looking birds. These birds tend to be not so beautiful. Um, they look very dinosaur-y, really. <laughs> the local Shuar name for these birds is Taos, as in Cueva de los Taos. And that is what they've called them for centuries. But we call them oil birds, mainly because people, including the Shuar, harvest these birds for their fat. They use them as the oil in lamps and for cooking. And mostly, they harvest the young birds. <laughs> the chicks are fat. <laughs> yes, super fat. The parents basically feed them with fruits that are high in lipids. If you see an oil bird chick, they kind of look like a big gray blob. You know, as they grow and they are, like, closer to being independent, they get, they get nicer. <laughs> they have these huge eyes, but they are so beautiful. Like, my friends, every time I give them pictures of them, they just get in love with their eyes because they are, their pupils are so big. So these strange little birds sound like scary dinosaurs, look more like a weird Pokemon, and the older oil birds are brown. They're a little longer than a foot. They have a hooked beak. And they have whiskers. They look just like cat whiskers stuck onto a bird. And they're cute. I mean, they really look like a Pokemon. But those big eyes are kind of their Pokemon superpower. Most of the eye is uh, the pupil. It's just full of the rod cells. Rod cells. You know the cones and rods in your eyes? The more rod cells you have, the better you can see in the dark. And these oil birds have a ton of rods. It's about a million of them. And basically, this is the highest number among all vertebrates. 
as far as I know. So they are very sensitive. So they can see under very low light conditions. They also use echolocation like bats. And those whiskers, researchers are still figuring out exactly what they're used for. But they think they might have something to do with sensing air movement while the birds are flying around down there. So all of these things together make the oil bird really unique. They are these strange, ultra-cool, super-sensing machines. And they're also old, like really, really old. It appears in the evolutionary tree very close to the base. So it's very ancient, we would say, right? And there is no other species in the genus. These birds alone account for 80 million years of distinct avian evolutionary history. They're the most evolutionarily distinct birds in the world. And all of that history, all of that transformation was preserved inside this one strange, wonderful avian treasure chamber inside the Cueva de los Tallos. So basically, you can kind of call it like a fossil living bird. And, you know, if we lose it, basically a whole genus is going to be gone. The human imagination is a complicated thing. Our minds hum and and resonate with the idea of the otherworldly, the fantastical, tales of aliens and gold and mythical metal tablets. We yearn for these things that are mythic and magical. But when Neil Armstrong and the other explorers descended into Cueva de los Tayos, no doubt they heard the oil birds, even saw them, and went right past, looking for proof of ancient aliens and of another world. But Cueva de los Tayos is another world. This strange, beautiful cave filled with strange, beautiful wildlife and its own rich history. It is a treasure hiding in plain sight. Cueva de los Tayos is located on Chuar territory and trips to the cave need to be arranged with local Chuar authorities. Special thanks to Mike Rutherford for recording those terrifying oil bird calls. Our podcast is a co-production of Atlas Obscura and Witness Docs. This episode was produced by Johanna Mayer. The production team includes Doug Baldinger, Chris Naka, Camille Stanley, Willis Ryder Arnold, Sarah Wyman, Manolo Morales, Tracy Samuelson, John Delore, Peter Clowney. Our technical director is Casey Holford. And this episode was sound designed by Manolo Morales and mixed by Luce Fleming. Our theme and end credit music is by Sam Tyndall. I'm Dylan Thuris, wishing you all the wonder in the world. I'll see you next time. Witness Docs from Stitcher. At Radiolab, we love nothing more than nerding out about science, neuroscience, chemistry. But, but we do also like to get into other kinds of stories. Stories about policing or politics, country music, hockey, sex of bugs. (laughs) Regardless of whether we're looking at science or not science, we bring a rigorous curiosity to get you the answers. And hopefully make you see the world anew. Radiolab, adventures on the edge of what we think we know. 
wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Lale Arakoglu, host of Women Who Travel. Women Who Travel is a transported podcast for anyone curious about the world. We talk to adventurers and athletes. I've raced the God's Own Adventure Race, which is on the South Island and goes through the mountains down in the Southern Alps on New Zealand. That was eight days spent out in the wilderness. And chefs. Iranian food is home, it's family, it's love. And we share dispatches from our listeners. Ireland is full of these, I will call them ghosts of the past. From stampeding elephants to training sled dogs. We hear it all. The dogs will curl right up with you and it can be kind of cozy waiting things out. New episodes of Women Who Travel publish every Thursday. Join us wherever you listen. Listen.